Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. We're undergoing motor racing once again in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway full weekend coming up there off 16th Street. IndyCar, NASCAR Cub, NASCAR Xfinity, I mean, just a whole shebang. It's going to be a great one. Connor Daly is going to be driving out there this weekend, of course. we got a great show for you today. We've got a real recap of Nashville, what we saw on the streets of Nashville and Music City over the weekend. Um, and I'm feeling good because uh, my ringer for the weekend, the winner, that was my prediction, was Kyle Kirkwood. And he <laughs> took the checkered flight like a hot, humid day down there in Nashville, so we'll get into that. And actually, the winner of the race, Kyle Kirkwood, is going to be joining us here just in a few moments, so stick around for that. But can't go anywhere, of course, without mentioning that this is Speed Street, brought to you by Dirty Mo Media. I'm Joey Molinero, Ben Walton, and of course, Connor Daly. How was the birthday weekend with the lady... How you feeling going into this weekend? Just what's up, bro? Yeah, all is good, man. Uh, you know, was was tough not being in Nashville for sure. Um, but also, uh, that was a chaotic weekend. There was rain. Uh, there was there was heat uh, that was causing all kinds of issues. Yep. Um, and uh, and and poor NASCAR had to deal with rain again as well uh, on the Cup side. Uh, the weather's been a real. Real dirtbag this year. I, I watched so I got into some really? deep TikTok video the other day about how uh, the weather's been crazy. So that means this winter is going to be crazy too. There's all kinds of El Ninos, El Ninas. I, I didn't know what was going on, but I got into deep weather TikTok, and uh, so maybe that's what's going to happen. They're just preparing us for a big winter. I don't know, but it's been a little wild. Um, Actually, I actually did have a dream last <laughs> night that the world. I had a dream last night that the world was ending. It was really scary. So well, I hope it doesn't go that far. I still got some, we still got some things to do. You know what I mean? We still got, the Colts still have to win another Super Bowl. You know, we got, <laughs> I got to win the Indy 500. We got to do all kinds of stuff. So we, we got, got this whole alien thing too. Aliens, that's going we got to figure yeah. out the aliens before yeah. they the were world. They were part hit. of it. That was, it was like the aliens were coinciding with like Oppenheimer and it was a whole big fire in the sky and the world was ending. It was very scary. Big alien. Wow. It's, it's hot right now. The topics are hot. It's uh yeah, what a weekend overall. But uh I 
I, I think this show is going to be great as usual. We appreciate those that listen. Uh, great interview with with Kyle Kirkwood, obviously the winner. This is the first time we've had a um, the most recent race winner on the show, I believe, which is cool. Uh, we got our, our weekend podiums as well coming up afterwards. Obviously, we're handing out some milk. We're finding out who's got that dog in them and who made us say yikes this weekend because I saw a couple people tweeting it at me uh, about who was uh, a, a bit of a yikes moment. A lot of people said, no, Gregson might deserve the yikes. <laughs> we're not, not going to get into that one. Oh, that's, he's a friend of the show. Uh, tough deal that's going on there. Um, but uh, that is definitely a yikes moment there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get right into Nashville. Joey, did you, did you watch it? Did you like it? I, I was, I have a lot of thoughts on the television broadcast because again, I haven't watched a lot of races this year. Obviously I had to watch, uh, I couldn't watch Road America because that was initially after I was departed from the IndyCar series. Um, but I did, I did watch Toronto and I, I now that I've seen a consistent trend, I'd like to see what you thought of it, and then I would like to bring in some ideas that I think might could be improved for the for the broadcast itself. Yeah, no, I I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I I got a little half and half because I was driving back from Chicago, and so I was actually listening to about the first half of it on the yeah. IMS Radio Network. So Mark James and um, you know uh, all those all those folks uh, doing a great job there. Uh, but then I got home, and of course, I flipped it on for uh, the chaos that was happening towards the end of that race, and it kind of felt like, you know, uh, they touched on it a little bit, I feel like, but, you know, I was sitting there just like, okay, we've been fairly green here in Nashville. Yes. When is it happening? Because you just know that eventually it's, it's going to happen, and then, of course, it did happen, and we see another red flag situation, and, um, yeah, I mean, I felt like be with all the different strategies that were at play to me it felt like the the broadcast was doing a fairly good job of like okay now this person is on this this person like it was keeping me in the loop for my very low level education racing brain um (laughs) i'm interested to hear what you thought of it because i thought the way that they were playing it out and 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 showing that um you know the different strategies and how they're working for different people at different parts of the race and of course how Kyle Kirkwood was able to come in and make it happen with Brian Herda I felt very up to date on it I don't know about you yeah I I think that that was very good I I, I was watching on on Peacock um which is a little bit different than watching on the television I've noticed yeah. um but uh the one thing that I I think I have a bit of a uh, just just a, a hope for more is when Scott was leading by like three or four seconds and there was you know the the battle at the front wasn't necessarily super sporty it was just kind of like all right we've got this guy doing this Scott pulled away you know some people are on different tires. And then after, you know, after the restart where, you know, Pelot was on a different strategy and he was kind of gone back and so did Linus, a uh, couple different things. But I, I still think there can be way more attention to what is going on other than what's the first five. Like, I feel like I watched that race and I didn't hear a single thing about either either of the Yunkos cars. I didn't hear a single thing about uh, any of the cars that ran basically in the middle of the pack. And if if we all of a sudden we came to one shot and because because Renus had cycled forward on an aggressive strategy, he pitted like lap one. He did the ultimate undercut, which I, I knew they, they love doing that. 
Uh, yeah. And it worked out. Like, that's he got the yellow exactly when he wanted it. That's exactly how that strategy is supposed to play out if it does, it, if it does well. Boom, cycle to the front. But all of a sudden, there was a moment where, like, I'm looking at the gaps on the on the on the timing side. Like you're looking at okay, position. Yep. Scott's got a four second lead. He's got a sure. something lead on someone else. And like all of a sudden, they go to this camera shot, and Renus is like holding up seven cars, and it's like this super tight line of cars, just nose to tail. And that was when him and Rossi came together too. And I was like, could we have not seen this like a little bit earlier? Like maybe, hey, let's see how this right. battle is developing. I talked to Alex after the race, and like. I guess Renus had used every bit of overtake he possibly had before even halfway. Like he had 20 seconds left of overtake at half. So that means there was a lot of defending, there was a lot of attacking going on, and I and I didn't see any of it. Like I, I there there's part of what makes IndyCar so great. And again, I've been a part of a lot of these midfield battles, sadly this year. Uh, but there's a lot of great racing going on. There's like you know, Callum Ilot finished full. That's great for that small team. You know what I mean? Never saw him once. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, where, what's going? Marcus Erickson went from 20th to 7th, you know what I mean? Or 20th to the top 10. Like, yeah. where were some of those moves, like, at the beginning of the race? I just, I, and there's a lot of cars to keep up with. But the one thing I noticed is, like, man, we just saw, saw so much of the first three cars, which, again, that's great, but... Because obviously we're competing to win, but I also want to make sure that every position matters. It really does. Like all these positions matter for the points, for the leader circle championship. Um, and there's so many good drivers like battling throughout the field. So I, I just, that is one thing that I wish they had a bit more of a heads up on, uh, especially even during some of the starts and restarts. Like, because sometimes the first four cars, like they they get going, but like, man, that midfield is just, packed tight so again i'm not a television director obviously i don't know what's going on i just have an appreciation for the racing that's happening everywhere in the field and you know our our tv broadcasters are good enough townsend lee you know hinch those guys are good enough to be like oh boom here we go pass for 14th like it's still important it's still motor racing and then you can be like all right yeah Here's Scott still leading by four seconds. You know, like, I don't really care at that point. I just want to see something. Give me some action. Let me see who's yeah. close. You know what I mean? And the only, <laughs> the only I mean, I, I understand that it's like, it's important to focus on the leaders because that's who's going to win the race, right? But like, I just would like more coverage of what's going on. That's all. Because yeah. I, I see the same freaking people the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, I know Scott's leading. I know, you know, the Kyle Kirkwood story was was one of the best stories because, you know, he kind of had to cycle forward, made a couple moves. The strategy element was awesome. But, yeah, that, that was kind of my initial thought of, like, let's just see some more motor racing. Yeah, the only time that I remember hearing uh, Callum Eilat's name was when uh, he was mistaken for Augustin Canapino. In the wall, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, when they had that pile up and Canapino was, was, was just parked there, and I think it was Townsend, or I, well, I can't remember who it was, but, you know, I mean, the cars look so similar that, you know, all of a sudden there was a Calamite lot that was like, oh, no way, that's Canapino. So, yeah, point, you know, he he has a solid day, finishes 12th, and the only time that I really remember hearing about him was was then. Now, it is a full broadcast, so, you know, I know we're going to get the tweeters and everybody trying to probably go tattletale and report back to Lee Diffie or, or Hinch or somebody, oh, Speed Street's ripping on your butt. 
I know that they oh, it's cut- not them. Yeah, it's no, not them. I, We're just talking right. about hey. We're race fans, right? Like we like what this is what we think. Hey, I would like to see some more of that racing if that's possible. But again, not our jobs, right? We don't. We, I don't work in that industry. <laughs> hey, maybe a little alternate broadcast, you know, like uh, yeah. the the Manning cast for football or or K Rod for baseball. You know, you got all sort of the you know, players only lounge or whatever for the NBA. Maybe we could, you know, we could have kind of an alternate version to make it to where people maybe want to pay some more for Peacock or want to, you know, entice them for that five bucks. You say, hey, you get the regular broadcast. And then, oh, by the way, maybe we get like, uh, you know, middle of the pack. And then it's like, uh, you know, if Connor's not racing, it's me and Connor. We're talking about the battles in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just so that well, also, get NBC Peacock, we're, I'm available. So there you go. Yeah. And, and also Formula One has actually done this to us, right? Because Formula One, there is no battle for the lead. So they 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 know that they have to focus on who's getting in the points. You know what I mean? What's the battle for 10th, 11th, 12th look like? And to be fair, when I watch a Formula One race, some of that is actually entertaining because there is motor racing, right? There There's some overtaking. Their overtaking is a little bit kind of more not as exciting, but like it's it, it it's something that we that we kind of almost have to adapt from Formula One. Like, look, as soon as the leader's got more than a two-second lead, give me something else. You know what I mean? Like because two seconds, you know that the guy behind is not in attack mode. It's it is what it is. Um, give me something else. Just just because there's enough people around that track too to be like, hey, whoa, we got four cars running, you know, wing to wing, and uh, you know this could be exciting. And you know there's there's people all over the field. You had Marcus Erickson starting twentieth. You had all these different guys starting all over the all over the place. Um, you know, get Colton Herta when he's coming back through the field. Get uh, get get out! Like I would have loved to have seen Alex Pillow when he restarted, kind of deep in the field when they made that pit stop. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's get a let's get a Pillow camp. Like that's our championship leader. I know he's not first right now, but like, let's let's just see it. I I I don't know. That that's my only opinion. It's again not a bad thing. Like I I enjoy the broadcast. I I did enjoy it. Um, but there were a couple times where I'm just like, man. I think we could like if I look at the gaps on track, you literally see what cars are close to each other. And I was like, I would like to see what's going on there. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to. I'm curious, and I'm a race fan. <laughs> no, no, no. I hear you. I, I I do it. It was. I don't know if you go, were checking out the post race um, when they were going down and interviewing the podium folks, but then they also interviewed Newgarden. And, you know, because Joe was just outside of that, uh, but there was for a while there, you had the interesting battle going between Polo and him third and fourth, one and two in the points. Um, and it just seemed like, uh, the way that Joseph responded to the question, I think the question was asked about, um, did, did he know the, the, the situation with Polo and fuel or something? And and Joseph was just like, yeah, no, we knew this, we knew that story. Like it seemed like it was like there was there was a little bit brewing there. Like he <laughs> knows what was going on. He was pissed that he wasn't able to overtake, you know, to get on the podium and get even more sure. uh, advance in the point situation. So yeah, to your point, maybe a little bit of the uh, Polo Newgarden uh, tricam situation. Like we go red zone style. You got the leaders, then you got the championship points as they run. It's a lot to handle, but hey, I mean that's. Yeah. You got to be in it, man. We're a multifaceted world now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, racing Twitter, everyone wants more all the time, and we're going to be part of that group, right? Because we all just everyone thinks that their opinion is right, and we could be wrong. But I, I just, I think that there is there, there's a space there. That's all. And then the interesting thing about Polo, 
Hello himself, I think, and I've talked to Alex a lot more than this year than I ever have, um, and and I, I've I've enjoyed communicating with him. Um, he has admitted himself that they've definitely been on the right side of a few different situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in racing, I think we've known this. If, if you don't pay attention closely to racing, luck is part of the game, right? Like sometimes you got those things that fall the right way. You know what I mean? And and Alex self-admittedly, he's like, hey, we've been in a lot of good situations this year. That's that's part, you know, that's team effort, right? That's, you know, Ganassi putting himself in that position. That's him driving to the exactly where he can be, doing the best he can for the situation that he was in. Um, but if that yellow doesn't come at the end of the race, we could be talking about a totally different result, too, because I know he was saving fuel hard. And that, you know, you're doing that, but you're also hoping we need a yellow. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there was a lot there that, um, you know, he, he I, I like that he's kind of self-admittedly been like, hey, you know what? Totally fine to accept the fact that we've had a couple of nice situations for us. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what those situations feel like, but it seems like a cool deal. And uh, sometimes when you have when you have that type of year, it, 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 I, I don't think you can defeat Alex Pillow in a year like this. I mean, there's not many races left anyway, but but there is, I, I would say, in my own personal opinion, unless literally the entire situation, you know, starts to melt and explode and, and you know, they got hit by a meteorite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone's beaten Alex Pillow this year. I just don't see it. I mean, Joseph, Team Penske are so good. And you got two titans battling it out right now with with Penske and, and Ganassi, um, but I just I just don't see it. I, I think Alex has done everything to where you, you just you know a tough day at Iowa, tough day at Nashville. They're on the podium. You know what I mean? And that yeah, that's hard to beat. Like it's just it's it's a tough situation to 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 get in front of. Well, I don't um, know. I don't know who. What? I don't know if it's Peyton Manning or I know he said it, but it's an old saying about you know. I found the the more prepared I am, the luckier I get. So yeah, I exactly. It's all to do with you know Pelo and how that team's worked. You know, Townsend of course, the professor of precision, and he's been nothing but that throughout the entire year. Then like yeah, like you said, like an off day. We're like, oh yeah, Pelo's an off day, but he'll still end up with a red hat on. And he does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you know, everyone has a different opinion on luck. For sure, you got to be prepared, and, and they do that. But but still, the, we already know that they're going to do that, right? We know that Alex is going to show up as, as fit as anyone. They're going to be strategic and as smart as anyone, if not smarter. Um, but sometimes you just got to have the, the dice fall your way. Like, that's just part of the game. Um, so so I, I, I completely understand that. Now, someone who did not have luck, and I want to explain a situation that I thought was something that 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 people need to hear. Will Power before the race uh, experienced, I think, a actual nightmare situation that I myself have dreamed about while I've been asleep many times. Uh, I think if you ask many drivers, they have had this nightmare several times. Will Power didn't have his earbuds. He didn't have his uh, didn't have his radio that goes in his ears before the race when you're about to get in the car yes. and do drivers start your engines. 
that is honestly, that's a real nightmare. I have had so many dreams where I am, you know, that dream that you have where like you're running away from the evil creatures, but you can't, you can't get away that fast. Like you're running, working. you're, you're, you're running it. to the race truck and, and you're looking through everything, but for some reason you can't find your shoes or you can't find your earbuds or you can't find, like, I have had so many dreams. <laughs> I don't know why. Where like I've seen the race cars exit the pit lane for the pace lap, and I'm still running trying to find my helmet, and I can't run anymore. I've ran around the whole track. I'm like, where is my helmet? I have no idea. That literally happened to Will Power, and I, what I saw that or heard, heard that was what was going on. I saw another driver tweet about it too. It's like drivers have this nightmare I, for some reason. It's because we obviously like we got to have certain things when we show up to the car, right? You got to have your cool shirt ready to go. You got to have all your stuff on. But like in that helmet bag, you hope that because, you know, drivers got to go through all the intros. We got to do all this stuff. So realistically, you know, you try to pack everything away, give it to the crew guys. And and sometimes, you know, rarely, but there's earbuds. For me, it's 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 earbuds, it's balaclava, and gloves are all tucked in the helmet, right? That's what I always, I put it in there, yep. and I zip that bag up, here you go. But man, sometimes maybe, I, I, th- there must have been a miscommunication, the earbuds maybe got put somewhere else on a on a, on a, on a, on a ledge, I, I don't know, but like, that right there, I felt that in my soul. I was like, I cannot believe that I just witnessed a driver not have their earbuds and like miss miss the start of like the pace laps. I was like, that is the that is the nightmare. And I, I was just, I was like, oh man, poor power might have rough sleeps for the next few races because I think we're all we all have those dreams. It's crazy. What, what intern is getting fired? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> or 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 you know some assistant? What who who's getting suspended or their ass chewed out for not having the earbuds ready to go? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's a tough one. I think, I think it's probably just a a, a random bad luck situation. I think it's just like, hey, they might have just either fell out because usually drivers have two sets. There's the primary and then there's a backup. Uh, I only have, oh, I really only have one set because I don't know where my earbuds have gone over these years. Different teams, different situations. Uh, we're supposed to get one, but the team owns two. So technically that means ECR owns the two ear ear um radios that I had, but I but I technically have access to the earbuds and we put the earbuds on the driver radios, which IndyCar has as well. So there's a wild situation, but I assume if you're Penske, he probably has a backup set and a primary set. But that backup set honestly probably is back at the trailer, right? So you gotta run all the way back there and and hopefully find it because Will Power's gotta stay there on the grid, right? But yeah. Right. That's a tough situation. Now, I had I had to mention that because I wanted to let people know this is what happens in our heads. It, I, I am not the only driver who has had this never-ending running scenario trying to get my stuff to the car before the race, and I can't make it there. And I want to wake up, and I'm just like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I feel, everybody has those different ones, man. It's like me. like It'd be like me having a dream that I'm on stage, and I just literally can't speak. Or like I yeah. totally forget my entire act, and I'm just standing there. I, I get it. Everybody has those things. Probably deep rooted anxiety. I feel like those are all those dreams is what it turns out to be. Hey, got some anxiety going on. Um, 
All right, it was a good weekend for Kyle Kirkwood, though. Um, he picks up his second win of the year, both uh, street races, um, and and he he looked good doing so. You know, he was able to hold off Scotty Mack there at the end. Um, Scotty Mack, I like how Hinch was able to uh, work in a little bit of a bridesmaid bachelorette party reference <laughs> uh, as well. Being in Nashville, I had to tip my cap to him on that one. Solid, uh, yeah, Scotty Mack. The, the bridesmaid and not the bride uh, for the second year in a row down there in Nashville um, because Kyle Kirkwood was able to just uh, really, really wheel it and um, take home the victory. Should we talk to Kyle Kirkwood? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to him here just in a second. One thing I want to say first before that is Kyle, I, I think that Andretti team has been has been fantastic on the street courses. I think Kyle... Uh, Kyle has told me, like, obviously when I when I got in the, the shank car and we saw this um, you know, with Linus as well, you know, you had, you had five before Linus crashed, you had, you had five Andretti shank cars in the top 11, right? Like you had solid performance. You had Grosjean, Herta until his issues, like Herta obviously got, uh, got put into the wall, had some issues there. Um, but realistically it was, you know, Kirkwood, Grosjean, uh, Elio was up in the top 11 finish over there. Linus was up there. Um, you know, Devlin, Sadly, Devin doesn't the uh, hard to that, a different different pro program. They're a different platform. Um, but uh, you know the those cars we knew were going to be good. You know when I talked to Kyle about you know some of the races that were that were coming up, and he's like, "Man, if you get a chance to be in that car for for these street races, like you'll be blown away." And I was like, "Well, you know that obviously didn't happen, but but it was uh, nah. it was it, it was." pretty apparent to see you know kyle was very quick in st pete but obviously had a, bit, a lot of troubles including wrecking me uh and then you know long beach he was not to be quarreled with at all um so let's uh let's definitely get his thoughts on uh on, on how he did it uh because it was uh it was a solid win overall well as we mentioned ladies and gentlemen we have a uh a very recent winner uh the last race of the indycar series put on uh, which was only a couple days ago, the Nashville, the Music City Grand Prix. Um, Kyle Kirkwood is a friend of this show, but Kyle Kirkwood, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Um, how hot was it, first of all? Um, because it seemed like everyone was dying, um, and I know I myself would have been in a tough spot after that race, but, it, I mean, let the people know. You can win that race and feel great, that's the only person that feels great after that race. <laughs> I, I'd have to say, yes, you, you get a little bit of extra adrenaline after you win. But I mean, we were we were all dying. Uh, man, it was so hot. It was like a it was like ninety degrees, but it was with the humidity, it felt like a hundred five or something like that. Um, so it was definitely the hottest race of the year. And then obviously the tendency of the track, where most of the corners are forty or fifty miles per hour, you're really not getting a breeze. Fortunately, though, they made it mandatory to run the top scoop, which does. You think it get, helps a lot? I and I thought it helped tremendously. Yeah. That was like the first time I've, or, or it was the first time I ever ran it, and it definitely helped. But I mean, I had the cool suit on. Cool suit didn't work yeah. that well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I had to ask my team like a couple times, like, should I turn it off and turn it back on because I don't feel like it's really working. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, we, we were all struggling and, and that red flag, man, it's like, oh, the whenever worst. you come, whenever you come to a stop and man, we're sitting there and of course, like me, Scott, uh, obviously we're, we're the, we're the leaders and they don't allow anyone to go to your car 
until everyone stopped, right? So we're sitting in there and we are dying. And my, of course, my pit box is like pit 20. So yeah. my guys are like running a half mile down pit lane to get to me with a driver fan. Um, and I could literally hear Scott freaking out from, from behind me. First time I've ever like heard someone away from oh, my yeah. car. He was so angry. He's like, give me the fan. The guy's like standing there next to the car. He's like, I can't give it to you yet. Um, so Which yeah, I mean, insane, that was, I think by the way, it, it but, is insane. It is insane. I mean, we, we've had to talk be, about it. As long as you're not, you know, replacing front wings or trying to fix stuff that's going on, like give the driver a fan. Like that gets, it's the first thing that should be given. Like that's like, I, I just, the sad part is, is I don't think anyone can realize how hot it is except for us. So someone has to just believe us. Like it is an actual bakery because your body, like we are working so hard in these cars. Like we train all the time. And I, I you know, I've, I, I preach this like, like guess like a ceremony. I had a tweet typed up as you guys were sitting there for the red flag. I was about to tweet about, you guys have no idea how hot this is. Like it's the yeah. worst after red flag and you've done the entire race, right? There's only five laps left. And so yeah. I, I wish there was something we could figure out. Cause again, like you said, the cool suit, it only sometimes works really on, on low speed courses like that. It doesn't get as much air to feed it. So if you're green, running under green, you can kind of feel a little bit of that relief, but I'm glad to hear that the, the, the top vent you thought was good. Um, Obviously, Moving it doesn't on. work when you're stopped, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> then you're just much. sitting there. <laughs> Scott was waving like he wanted to fight someone. I got, that was that was wild, and he doesn't run the cool shirt, so it's it's definitely interesting to see. I really hope we get something in the future that helps us because it's like it's not that we're a bunch of losers and we're being a bunch of like sissies. It's like, we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to put on the best. Like yeah. we're trying to compete at the highest level, right? Well, I mean, the, the thing is, right, like, especially after you run the car for that long, everything is so hot around oh. you and everything is heat soaked, right? Even the tub itself is heat soaked. Your seat is heat soaked. The fuel behind you is is heat soaked. Yeah. It's like everything is so hot. And then you come to a stop, there's no longer any breeze going through there. So it just turns into like, just it, like you said, it feels a like roast. a bakery. It, yeah. It's just <laughs> like you're, you're literally getting roasted in there and it's so hot that you feel your body sweating. And you just know that sweat's going to do nothing for you, <laughs> or you run out of sweat. Either way, it's like you barely Either sweat. Way. You're a Florida man, so it's 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 nice for you. Oh, I sweat this weekend. I sweat <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> um, so tell so I know like speaking to you, I guess away from the the track, right? Obviously, I got to be sort of semi teammates with you with the Meyer Shank situation, and I you know at, at Iowa, uh, you know our whole group, I would say we we kind of realized. We, we, we didn't have what Penske had right there. We, we kind of struggled to get there, but I think you made the best of it for sure, finishing seventh there, kind of kind of leading the Andretti pack. And I think that second race, um, we were all a little bit closer, however, depended on what when you pit and all that stuff. But when you guys went to the street courses, I remember you telling me, it's like, man, if you get a chance to drive this car to street course, like, you're going to love it. And, and, and I can obviously tell why. Like, you had, <laughs> like, Obviously, you've won two street courses already. St. Pete, we obviously know what happened there, but you were fast there. So, like, that that was kind of a just, hey, first race out the gate type stuff. But what has been the difference, you think, for you guys as a team at street courses? Like, what do you think is making the difference? I noticed that, again, very good on cold tires, right? Like, that restart, you literally pulled, like, a four-second gap on old buddy Scott. That's very helpful. What do you think is... 
what separates you guys in and on the street course package? You think? I mean, I mean, it has to. It, I I don't know if I can answer that honestly. Yes. But I mean, I would assume. I'd assume it has to, it has to just be grip, right? Well, like whatever yeah. whatever we're doing to find grip and make grip out of the car, it just seems like we're, we're doing something maybe a little bit better. It than ignites everyone else. the car in a, in a yeah, powerful and, way. And, yeah, and it. And I mean, people have asked us, like I've had people come up to, to us and, and ask us like, so like, what is it? Like, why do you guys build tire temps so quick? Like, what, like, what do you guys do it? We're like, you can't obviously say, no, I, yeah, no, no one's ever going to no, say, but we, we <laughs> actually, I can't, I don't know. Like we yeah. don't actually know. And it's like, we also think about that for other tracks, for instance, like Iowa, right. Where, where it seems like there's some places that we have like more tire degradation than others. And we're like, okay. We turn on the tire really quick. How do we not do that so we yeah. don't roast these tires, you know? And so we don't really have like a perfect answer for that. Uh, but from there's one thing for sure is that it helps a lot on street courses, and we've been good um, at all of them. And honestly, I think our our best street course package was at Detroit and Toronto. Um, those were the two I remember places you saying that we were that, yeah. absolute rocket ships. And I think Nashville, we actually weren't as dominant. It was like we were super dominant especially one lap pace um this weekend it was like i saw i saw scott mclaughlin in, in qualifying put in that lap and i'm like man that was I, don't, impressive. I don't think we i don't think we could have done that um whereas like in toronto it was like i could have went 95 percent and still put it on pole is, is the way it felt even though it, i mean it rained and everything so it was, it was terrible <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah like in under, under normal conditions we are insanely fast on street courses yeah that's got to feel good i uh, i can only imagine but i I, I, I want to talk about your progression so far this year. Are, are you, I mean, winning multiple races in IndyCar in one year, that's hard no matter what, right? Like getting your first win, boom, big achievement. But when you win again, I think no matter what in this IndyCar paddock, now you have a job for 100 years, right? Until you're 400 years old, right? Because it's like, you're now you're now demonstrating that like, it's not a one-time thing, we're, but we're right back at it, which I think everyone thought you would do anyway. Um, but the ebbs and flows of this season, right? There's only four races left and, and you know, probably not going to win the championship, right? But there's there's a, <laughs> <No>. lot of, <laughs> a lot of good stuff that's happened. So how would you rate your season when it comes to, like, last year, Foyt, I mean, shoot. We all know how that went. Like that, that's a tough situation. And now you're a double race winner. You're be, you're talked about all the time. Big pole sitting guy. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of great stuff that's happened. So how would you rate your progression? Yeah. You, you know, and I I think um, I mean you, you understand it just as well as me. It's like crazy what just going to a different team and having like a different group of people around you can do. You know, it's like absolutely. I think everyone everyone's looking probably looking at me like, oh man, he's grown so much from last year and all this stuff and where i i really don't feel like i have like i feel like you're the I'm same driver same driver yeah. that i was yeah. that i was last year you know i'm doing the same stuff it's just so happens that i'm in a really good car with a really good group of people and everything's starting to click you know um so i mean it, it's i if i if i was to rate my season i would i would be in like the b range you know because we've had we've had right. a lot of we've had a lot of situations that i feel like we've had a better chance of winning and if you actually look at my results from this year it's like everyone is highlighting those two wins right but those are also the two top fives that i've ever had in indy oh, yeah. racing <laughs> you know so yeah, it's yeah. like 
I, the, the other best finishes I had were, were sixth and seventh. So it's like two first, a sixth and a seventh are my best career finishes. You know, yeah. So it's like, it, it, like we've had moments of brightness, but and we've been quick at every event. It's just we haven't executed in a way um, that we potentially should have. And whether that's coming from me or something stupid happens, or uh, we did something a little weird on strategy, whatever it might be, mm. it just seems like there was a lot of incidents that that could have uh, we could have been in a better spot. If I'm being honest, yeah. Well, that I'm honestly. Completely understandable though as well, because you obviously know you have a future with this group and then your your engineer, Jeremy Millis, right? Like he's a super smart guy. He's he he gets it. He's gonna understand more of what you want as you guys go. Um and and when you come back next year, right? Like it's now it's you're gonna refine yourself as well. There's gonna be small mistakes that you're gonna be like, Yep, know how to do that now. You know what I mean? Know how to work with this team in this scenario. And Brian Herda or whoever is gonna be your strategist, they're all gonna get it. So I think there's a lot to what you've done in year one to where you're like, wow, hey, if, if obviously there's going to be some changes next year, right? With the, you know, the, the hybrid unit or whatever's going on there, hopefully. Um, but as you look forward, who do you think in your team, right? You've got Grosjean, who's been quick. Um, Devlin's kind of on his own program, but you've got Colton as well, who is super fast. How much have you been able to learn from both of those guys as your teammates? Because again, they don't, you know, obviously Grosjean has his wild ups and downs. Colton's been through a lot of random stuff too, but they're fast, right? So that's got to help mm-hmm. you guys as a group. Yeah, I think I think Colton's, I mean, Colton is, he doesn't like to admit that he is, but he really is our leader uh, on the team, right? Um, he's the one with the most experience. He's the one that kind of sets up the car. They're, Which is wild. By the way, because he's a child no, still. I mean, <laughs> you both, yeah, both are kids. You would, th- yeah. you would think so, right? You would think so. I mean, he's younger than me, right? And and that's I, crazy. I cons- I, I consider didn't, myself I didn't realize young. that. Yeah, he's younger than me. So I mean, it's like it, it is wild. But he's been in the series for what five or six years now. Yeah, and it's like he does have all the knowledge. He is more experienced than I am. He's more of a veteran dri- veteran driver than I am. So I mean, I'm pretty much basing everything off of him. Um, granted, I, I do match him sometimes. Sometimes we're better than him, and, but I'd say there's been a lot of times, especially the second half of the season, that he's outdone us. And he's also had incidents that that uh, should not have happened, right? Um, Absolutely. When he's, when he's late. Like, Mid-Ohio is, is one of them. Road America is one of them, right? Seems like they definitely should have won. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I'm completely blanking on what the question was. I was just talking. Oh, just away. how much? How but, much does it help to be teammates oh, with like two <laughs> two really fast guys? You know, awesome, right? I mean, last year I didn't really have a teammate. I mean, I, yeah. I had Dalton, right? But it, Dalton was always most of the time he was a couple steps behind. You know, if I'm being honest, I mean, just oh yeah, no, that's, honest, but, that's fact. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I was always kind of doing everything on my own pace, and it's really hard to do that in IndyCar because every weekend that you show up like well, i'd try and base everything off of the year before like when Bourdais was there and, and look at his data and whatnot but you show up to one race this year and it's like oh man the track's a second slower or it's a second faster or we have a different tire or something is massively different and you can almost never base it off of the same thing you're always adapting and adjusting every weekend that you show back up to a racetrack yeah, I mean, getting to, I only got to see, obviously, a, a peak of your guys' data through, like, mid-Ohio and and a little bit at Iowa. And, obviously, Iowa is a bit of a different animal. But, you know, to see the small differences between drivers um, and, and how they like to run things, right, it, it, it is fascinating because it, it then 
because I obviously have my own style as well. And I was kind of on an island from what I'd been used to driving, but I was like, man, I got to figure out, like, I got to get used to what these guys are driving as well. You know what I mean? And, and it's cool to see those differences, I guess, I guess firsthand. Um, now going on to, uh, I guess what's next, there's not much left, right? But where do you think like Indy GP wise, do you guys think this is a good string of tracks to finish out the year for you guys permanent road courses high grip surf like laguna seca has been repaved so very high mm-hmm. grip surface portland's usually been pretty high grip indy gp pretty high grip st louis will be interesting because we got to run alternate tires there so who knows what's going to happen there too but good th- good string of tracks for you guys here to finish things out like are we going to go on a win streak I- here is this a kyle kirkwood four race in a row win streak Man, I completely <laughs> forgot about the, the alternate situation at yeah. at, at Gateway. Uh, <laughs> wow, I mean that that's a curveball. That'll be for interesting. Sure. Yeah, oh, it's super. <laughs> um, man, so let's let's think about it. I mean, Gateway has been a good event for the team. I think I think uh, Colton's been really solid there. He's in the past couple of years, he's been really quick, but he's had like something weird happen, like a clutch failure or. Uh, half shaft broken, I think was one of them. It was like crazy things happened. So I think we're we're I think we're better there than than we have shown at some of the ovals this year. So I'm excited for that one. That's also my favorite. Um, next I, to the 500, too. yeah, next to the 500, of course, right? Um, that, yep. I love Gateway. I wish um, I could do that race with you guys. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for that one. I'm excited yeah. for that one. And then um, what I mean, we have Indy GP for some reason past couple of years or i guess last year what did they do the two races in in 21 there yep. or, uh, yeah we've yeah we've been doing yeah so i whatever for for whatever reason whenever andretti autosport shows up to the second race they're usually better than they were at the first race even if they don't change a single thing so <laughs> who who knows that, why is that um big we'll, august we'll month folks yeah yeah you guys well, are for big, whatever big reason fall, I, pre-fall racers I think maybe it's because like the the track has ran all summer long and there's a lot more activity on it that maybe the grip level is higher. It is always usually a little bit faster. I think the second race, mm. um, and maybe the conditions suit us a little bit better, being a little bit cooler. Um, so that, that's a uh, th- that's a questionable one. I would say Gateway is probably going to be, I assume, pretty good. Um, Portland was good for the team last year. I think they were they were like top five, top five range. Penske was was really quick, but um, I think. Pen, uh, it feels like we we've, we've got something on Pensy. Pensy was like rocket ships last year, right? Now oh, they're yeah. kind of back. They're back in the mix. Like they they came back into the mix, where everyone's kind of caught up to them. Um, so I think we'll have a good shot there. And then Laguna is always a staple for Andretti Autosport. I feel like, even though it's did you like get the to test there? Day, did you get to do a test there? We no, we go and test there. We we get like a whole test day before the race on Thursday. Okay. So yep. we have a ton of track time there. Um, like that one's like a staple for Andretti Autosport, even though it's been like such a high deg track. And mm. we typically don't do that well on high deg track. New surface though. New surface. Um, exactly. Brand yeah. new surface. So likely that it's gonna be just like Road America, where we were extremely fast all weekend yes. long. Um, with a track that probably even suits us better. So uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Who knows? I mean, it's still, there's still a quite questionable thing with the new surface, but we assume we will be really good there. Yeah. I, I'm actually very curious to see. I heard from the test that has already, has already taken place at Laguna very fast. Like it is yep. high grip, crazy. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so now that you're a two time race winner, uh, what was different about this win? compared to the first one like what 
Like, were people uh, like, eh, like not as many text messages? Was it? Yeah. A, was it? Was <laughs> yeah. it a? Hey, just great job again. Was it a better city to celebrate in? I mean, you won it two pretty great places. Like, you're in L.A., Long Beach, California. I mean, that's a great place to celebrate. Nashville. I mean, there's a lot yep. going on down there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, it wasn't as exciting as, as Long Beach. <laughs> I have to say. I mean, it, it was it was cool. It was nice. Um, wasn't as emotional. I would say. Uh, I was pretty emotional after Long Beach, but like that that one, it was like. Okay, like sweet. They got my they got my second win. Like this this was great. Great day for the team, you know. It wasn't like, man, like all it wasn't like all the motions from my carding days through like all all the road to uh, road dandy series and F4 and F3 like all built up into one moment. It's kind of what it felt like when I won Long Beach. This one was like more like, okay, I got my second one. Uh team was happy, everyone was happy. Um so it, I mean it's still it was still awesome, right? And it just it was a good day too because like the team did a phenomenal job. Oh yeah, um, especially with strategy and pit stops, like everything clicked. So it just like felt really good from from the team. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a good day. And but I didn't, I really didn't go out that night. We actually went over Colton's house and had like a family style uh, dinnerish sort of thing. Oh, so after it, it Colton wasn't, said it he's not wild. doing anything. Well, I the funny thing is, I have a question. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold the requests on. Or I'll hold the information. Joey does have a question for you at the end that that will maybe involve some of your uh, some of your post race activities. But real quick, Nashville finale, good news. I think I thought that was really cool. What do you think of that little track? Thought it was. I mean, I think it's exciting. I th- I think it's extremely exciting. You know, it's uh it's really cool that they that they are able to get the track onto Broadway. Oh yeah. You know, I I thought never in a million years would we be able to pull that off. You know, because we it, you're shutting down like Broadway city center yeah. of of Nashville. Like the reason why everyone goes there is for that street, and we're gonna be shutting it down for for about a week. You know, with track build and everything like that. So that's awesome. Um, like. As soon as that, as soon as that, it's crazy because as soon as that news came out, all the teams went to like all the bars and were oh, yeah. already renting them out for for the event next year. So right. it's like it, it's going to be awesome, you know, because all the teams <laughs> are going to have all all the bars and stuff rented out. I assume that they'll open them back up on at night, like after the event oh, yeah. conclude. Um, I mean, they're probably going to be open during the day too, like that. Yeah, they're going to figure out some way to keep them open. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, some way or another, they'll probably just yeah. run out the top level. To be honest, um, no, I mean it's it, it's exciting and, and it's going to be an absolute party uh, after the season finale or finale, right? Oh and, yeah, and I mean, but it, uh, like I think a lot of people have looked at it and looked at the track map and been like, man, this is like what what is this, right? It's like five yeah. right hand corners and one and one left. I mean, that's kind of the mentality. But if you actually like go out there and look at the track like what they're planning on doing it looks a lot better than what's on paper because what they're doing is is they're opening up the surface or, or like the track widths everywhere every single corner that we go into it's a pa- passing opportunity um and you're not going to have the mess that we've seen the past couple of years i mean granted this this weekend we really didn't have that big of a mess and i think it was more because like every everybody was a little bit hesitant but like next year when it's when it's just a bunch of 90s super wide open uh the likelihood of you getting caught up in some someone else's wreck because of a blind corner goes down dramatically so it's 
I would actually prefer it to look like that when it comes down to a season finale versus what we had this year, if it looked like that for a season finale. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people got into the Instagram comments of IndyCar and were like, we're ripping the track. I don't think these people understand really motorsport in general and like how to build a track, <laughs> what goes into it. Like, it's hard to do this stuff, right? But if, but like you said, yes, there's not as many corners, but if there's space, if there's, if there's uh, you know, different parts of pavement, a lot of space to make moves, that will be a good race. And obviously, there's the long straights. The pit lane is interesting. I do think until we run it, it's very, very early to make a judgment call on. I, I, I think it could be great. I don't, I don't see number of turns being an issue, you know, unless the no, lap's like thirty no, no. seconds, but it's definitely not going to be that. You know what I mean? No, so, no, no, it's, it's a bunch I of long straights mixed better. in. I mean, if you, if you, it, really, if you look at Detroit too, you look at that track map and you're like, Oof. oh man, this doesn't look that interesting. But we went and drove it. And I thought it was a ton of fun. I, I love driving that place. You, you I was might not, not think so. Yeah, not I was. Okay. I, I mean, thought it was fun. It might have been because I was like a half second clear of some people at some probably point. Probably that. Yeah. You were <laughs> probably having a Maybe. better time than I was. Yes. <laughs> but I thought that place was fun. And I, and it looking on paper, it doesn't look that fun. So, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's kind of my point. There you go. Well, we have a question from Joey, uh, my co-host, that he's going to airdrop in here. So, Joey, take it away. Kyle, my friend, congratulations on the win. Sorry I couldn't be here today, but I was curious. Winning in the streets of Nashville is always good, but it's always great because it's a fantastic town to celebrate in. I would like to know, I think we all would like to know, what was the first bar that was calling your name in the streets of Nashville afterwards? And what was the first drink order, my man? Well, Joey, uh, we we actually went over to. It wasn't we. It was just me, me and my girlfriend. We went to Colton's house. It was like Colton's whole family was there. Riley, his girlfriend, his whole family was there. Uh, or, sorry, her whole family was there. Um, no so, party yeah, in the it, streets. My, no, it's, <laughs> no, we we weren't. We were in Broadway. It's funny. Everyone everyone came and asked me after the after the race, like, "Oh, where are you partying on Broadway?" Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not going to Broadway. Sorry, <laughs> like. Uh, but my Golden Estate is much nicer than the how the party <laughs> bars in uh, in Nashville. <laughs> Colton's doing all right. Colton's doing all right. So I mean, my drink of choice was Modelo, though. Oh, all I'm, right. I'm a big big Modelo guy. All right, that's big a good fan. celebration. Honestly, it is. I, I have yet to see Colton's house. I know he told everyone on the broadcast that he didn't want to see anyone at his house. I'm glad he opened it up a little bit and had some folks over. Um, that sounds like a great time. It sounds like a wonderful. It was time. really only me. It was really only yeah, well, I, and I, but, families, you know, fam, big, yeah. you know, it's a nice night. You're wonderful. Yeah. Maybe you guys watch a movie, have a couple of Modellos. It's fine. It's easy. We ate Chipotle and, <laughs> there you and go. drank Modellos. <laughs> Man, that's that's a celebration. That's 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 your second race win celebration. You know what I mean? Now you're exactly. a seasoned winner. So it's 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 easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kyle, thank you so much, man. Uh, honestly, we appreciate this. We know that you just also did Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, which is a great podcast as well. So sorry for doubling down on the Maximum podcast this week, but it's, go listen to that good. interview with Kyle too, and maybe you'll get double the information from a, a race winner. So thank you, Kyle. Good luck this weekend at the NDGP. I will be there spectating you. Uh, so I'll be on the sidelines just you know, shouting and stuff and sweating. <laughs> Right on. We'll be shouting for you, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Later, bro.
Well, we appreciate Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, again, great to have the most recent race winner on this show. Really, really feel good about that. Uh, thankful for his time. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We um, we will now go into a, a segment uh, that we like to do after the IndyCar races uh, that we've we've adopted now. Uh, and I, I've enjoyed these. I, I enjoy this discussion. Uh, we're going to give someone some milk. You know, it's not the Indy 500, but we're going to give them some milk. We're all going to give a driver uh, basically uh, the notification that they've got that dog in. They've got that dog in them. Uh, and then we're going to say basically who deserves the uh, biggest yikes moment of the weekend. So um, I I will go first uh, if you'd like. Uh, we're also going to do the podium after this. But uh, I'm going to go first, Joey. I'm going to give the milk. Um, I'm going to give the milk to Marcus Erickson. Obviously, he is familiar with the milk. Uh, Marcus Erickson quietly worked his way from the back to a good result yet again. Uh, it's hard to see a race where Marcus Erickson doesn't finish in the top 10. I know it's very easy to give it to Kyle, very easy to give it to the guys who were uh, at the front, but I like what Marcus did because, again, struggled in qualifying, um, but did all the Ganassi magic and 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 drove a, a, a great race up there. Uh, and again, you know, we kind of expect Marcus to be in the top 10, but at Nashville, that's not easy. So, uh, so, so definitely giving my milk, uh, giving the milk to Marcus Erickson there. Give your milk, man. Be Give the, the milk. Freaking milk, man. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to be pretty standard here and I'm giving it to Kyle Kirkwood. One, because he won, but two, because we were in cahoots together for the whole weekend. Because, like I said, <laughs> up, we had ringers of who we said, yeah, this if you know, if it's not Ganassi or Penske, this is my pick. And I went with Kyle Kirkwood based on his performance. And like Connor just said earlier about uh, how Andretti's rolling on, on the street courses. And Kyle Kirkwood, thanks for making me look good and look smart for our listeners, man. Uh, the big milk to you right there in the 2-7 ride. <laughs> no, I mean, that's good. I think I think I picked Colton. I, I don't know what I did, but I... I, I, I no, you're I'm, Pato. I think you're Pato. Pato? I think May so. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to we'll have to go back and find out. Uh, we haven't really discussed this at all yet, but this maybe gives us a little bit of a a, a way to do that. But who's got that dog in him? Uh, I thought Linus Lundquist did. Now I don't I don't know Linus very well. Um, I know that uh, you know obviously the the scholarship driver for the Indy Lights, Indy Lights champion, uh, has not got his chance yet. Um, I would say he got in at the perfect opportunity because again that that camp. The MSR Andretti Camp, very good cars for street courses, fantastic cars overall, great team efforts. And I know for a fact that that team is a fantastic team, uh, fantastic pit stops, um, and he did a great job. Uh, the one thing I find interesting about our world and the racing world is that, like, after one practice, he was pretty much like, you, everyone was like, yep, give this guy the job for forever. Now, that's great. I understand that. Uh, but there's a lot more to this, I will say, uh, than that. And, you know, I, I I truly believe, though, that as a young driver right now, I think it's 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 a better era than ever to get into this IndyCar with the aero screen. We've seen really talented young guys able to just get in because they have no other previous feel of, of what the car was before the aero screen. Obviously, you've got Alex Pelot who did not really drive the car before the aero screen. Uh, 
at least I believe. Yeah, Coin. He his first year with Coin was was Aero Screen era. Uh, you know, Alex Pelot is leading the championship. Joseph Newgarden is a guy who's driven all eras, right? But Joseph's Joseph. Scott Scott McLaughlin again, a guy who uh, been mainly an Aero Screen era guy, right? So I think this era more than ever is is friendly to the folks that have not had an opinion about the car before the Aero Screen. Um, and so right now, if you're a talented young guy like Linus is for sure, it's the perfect time to get in. And, and, you know, this world is very impressionable. I knew as soon as the weekend was over, basically how the future was going to look, you know, obviously today he was announced, uh, to be in at the Indy GP, which I think is, uh, you know, again, that, that helps if, according to Nathan Brown, from what he wrote, that helps satisfy the scholarship of the, of the, uh, the, the Indy light series, which is great. But also, I mean, Shank's not going to want to let that guy go uh, because there was a lot there. You know, fastest lap of the race, uh, drove a great race. The poor guy's air 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 flow filter thing off the top of the car flew off. Like, it's it's hot. I honestly think that as a driver, these races when they're so hot and so physically difficult, it does catch up with you. And, and that looked like a situation where. Linus honestly might have just been might have been overheated, might have been tired. I I don't know that, but I can promise you a lot of the drivers in in those late in the race scenarios when it's gone green for a long time and he's probably pushing with every fiber of his body and he has not done it before. So he physically can't he can't know what you right. have to go through in a race distance. So it, it it's that's why I think no matter what you can give him credit and and yes, it was an accident, it was a crash. But uh, when you do enough like that in this world, thankful. Now, if he crashes another three races in a row, you know, if he gets to do that, that's when people are like, "Oh, maybe that's uh, that's tough." But you, you you get them all again. You you get one of those situations because you set fastest lap of the race. You qualified that car in the top twelve. Uh, you know, you you did your job to to basically be like, I could be the guy. You know what I mean? That that could be me. So uh, I'm giving him. Uh, he's got that dog in him for sure. It, it was good to see. Uh, good to see that team do well because I, I love those guys. They have a very, I I, I still, for, from my own personal opinion, I feel very lucky to have driven for that organization, uh, albeit short. Um, and sadly, I I've had I've I basically had to breaking out of four years of bad habits of driving is really difficult uh, when you try to be competing at the highest level. And sadly, you know, our one weekend in Iowa was 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 not enough. Uh, you know, for me to uh, to display uh, what I think is, you know, I am capable of. Uh, but that team deserves it. And so I'm very, very happy for for them and good for Linus. It's got to feel good. He was happy. He was pumped. So uh, so he's got that dog in him. That's that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> call, very good call. Um, love it for the young fella. You go young, I'm going on the older side, the vet side. I'm going with, of course, Scott Dixon, starting (laughs) making his way up to the top five, finishing fifth, keeping himself, you know, just uh, in the the hunt. In the hunt, keeping himself third overall in the championship standings uh, with the last, what, four races? Yeah, yeah, four races left. Yeah, four St. races Lewis, to go. Portland, three races. Yeah, no, Indy GP too. <laughs> yeah, 
And so, you know, I mean, who's to say? Who knows what this guy can rip off here in the last four? You know, maybe he goes three or four. Maybe he goes two or four. Maybe, you know, who's who's to say? But he goes from 12th all the way up to 5th. Um, and this is nothing new for Scott Dixon. Obviously, we know this. But uh, I, I figured keeping up with the pace of because when you have Polo finishing third on the podium, you have Newgarden right behind him. Uh, you're starting kind of middle of the pack. Not yeah, front of middle of the pack but still like it could have worked out to where he ended up again in 12 13th 14th something like that and then uh, he drops even further so keeping pace in a way with uh, the championship standings staying up there in that top three with four to go uh i gotta give that dog with a couple barks in there left in him to uh old <laughs> scotty d scott dixon man I'm pretty wild to see him crash in qualifying like that was something that i think everyone was like looking he's like is this a full moon is there like a weird cosmic ray that's affecting what's going on on the earth because like scott (laughs) dixon making a mistake himself in qualifying when i saw that i was like oh well that like was there like did did, was he trying to miss a squirrel like what like what was going on i i don't know um so yeah, yeah definitely that's a good one for scott also what's wild for scott is like this is the first year in like almost 19 or 20 years that he hasn't won a race like that's that there's something wild stat that like if he doesn't win a race this year it'll be like the first time in 20 years or something absurd so that's crazy (laughs) yeah it's Um, inevitable i'm thinking that it's coming you know so maybe lay my cap on all right scott winning the laguna would be hilarious because he's just like i'm not winning the championship but the streak's still alive and i'm like oh man all right (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, um, well, this was there. There's a couple here that I could go with, um, and and I and I I hate to do this, but what we're again, I am I was not a racer here, so I I, I am a full on uh, just viewer of the situation. Uh, Renus gets my yikes uh, because I don't know what was going on there with Alex Rossi. Um, I don't know if that was necessary. Uh, we saw Alex, and I talked to Alex a little bit after this, and. Renus was in a great position, right? That that team has clearly not uh uh well there there's been some difficulties as we as everyone has seen. Uh and Renus was having a good day. You know what? Strategied up there to the top 6, top 5 um mm. uh, and was struggling to hold some people back. Um but uh but yeah, I I don't know if I agree with him getting a penalty for it because I've seen way worse stuff not get penalized like Renus getting penalized I don't think should have happened I think he already he already kind of took himself out of competition because he had to go in the runoff anyway um but I I, you know again that's a very bumpy break zone as well it might get away but it it, it's tough to see that type of contact that happen to where it also breaks Alex Rossi's car too uh so that, that was tough. Just tough to see. Again, Rena's former teammate of mine. I respect the kid. I think he's I think he is so good. And I, I think if he I, I I think he's very good. That's what I will say. I think he is uh definitely he has a lot more in him. So uh tough to see him do that because they had a, a decent day going, but that was a yike. I was like, Oh, I literally said yikes. I was like, Oh dear, that's not great. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, I figured you were maybe going that way. So I'll, I'll finish us off here with the Milk Dog. Yikes. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be the second one that I've handed out to this person. Um, 
But Mighty Yikes is going to go to Colton Herta. Um, I that was uh, he was I had Renus slash Colton in my list. I, I almost I almost went with that as well. No, it's just uh, I think the last one I gave him was Mid Ohio, and uh, I love I would love Colton. I'm a big big fan of Colton. I have we many both of his are. shirts and uh, a jersey of his. Uh, great kid, funny kid. Um, but I just, I text one of my buddies during the race. I was like, man, I was so off on this whole entire 26 group going into the year. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but when we were doing kind of our, our season predictions and everything, mm. I think I picked Colton to win the championship because I was like, yeah. I think he's going to be, he's going to be clear of the F1 nonsense. Like he's locked in he knows where his future is right now. Like. Yeah, I think we're just going to see the 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 ultimate, you know, Wheeler, the the talented kid that he is, just come out full force and just really put really put it all together. And um, it's it's not been that. It has not been that in 2023, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, another weekend where qualifies super well. You know, he's up there in the fast six, he's rolling off the grid P3, and um, just an absolute shit show of a race. You know, it just didn't just didn't work out. So. Uh, my yikes to see Colton Herta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think when it comes to that situation, you know, he obviously got you know got put in the wall. Uh, there was some some rough racing going on there. Uh, ended up on the wrong side of that. Um, but like there, there's no doubt he is so good at what he does, right? Um, I just I think there's a few situations where some of it really has has been no fault of his own. Uh, but there's definitely something that needs to either uh, happen. And again, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But the guy is extremely talented. There's no doubt about that. So he he will be fine. But there's been a couple rough goes, couple rough goes for sure. Yep, absolutely. All right, milk dog, yikes! There it is. Uh, thanks for playing along with us. And be sure, yes, indeed. Be sure, like we said, uh, at Speed Street Pod, um, at Joey Molinero, at Connor Icotta. I can't remember your Twitter off the top. What is it again? <laughs> Connor Ailey 22. Uh, yeah, send them in. Yep. Give it to us uh, after each and every race because that's what we're, we're going to be going over as well. All right. Let's get to uh, maybe some brighter stuff here. The weekend podium for us. Ben will hop yes. Um, We'll go Connor, me, then Ben. We'll, we'll keep with that with that uh, rotation there. So what do we got? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with P3. Uh, this... <laughs> My uh, P3 on the podium is uh, Tony Kanan's air travel complaint tweets. Uh, <laughs> I re- I have, if you've been following Tony Kanan for a long time, one of Tony's most famous Twitter escapades are when he complains about airlines. Now, I don't know how he has not been banned from every airline because when he goes after these airlines, boy, does he let them have it. Like, I will never fly United again because of this. Or like Delta made me feel like I wanted to jump out of the plane rather than sit on the plane or something absurd like that. And I tell you what, I would love to see his support DMs and like what like what his communication is with these folks. Um, no. Because look, I, I do believe overall it's been an awful year for air travel. I have an app that tracks all of my flights and like which ones have been delayed and on time. And I think 85% of the flights that I've been on have been delayed. So it is a rough year for air travel no matter what. But man, I love that Tony just lets it fly to 800,000 people or however many people follow him and has no care. Like I, I just, and, and Tony has been flying 
millions of miles for hundreds of years because he's senior. He's a senior citizen, essentially. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, I, I think that's one of my favorite things. And I had to I wrote that down as I was like, you know what? I hope Tony finds the right way home this time. You know what I mean? I hope he finds that non-delayed flight uh, or, or he like makes a billion dollars and just gets his own plane. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, it's we're we're kind of caught uh, between a rock and a hard place with him here because <laughs> you know you you want him to not have to deal with that nonsense because you're like, man, all of a sudden light karma, travel karma is going to come back on you if you were to root for it to happen, but you want it to happen because his tweets are funny. So great tweets, yeah, I mean great, great tweets. Do we just say, hey, you got to sacrifice for our entertainment? Or are we like, hey, we got the, we don't get the entertainment so you can be, you know, hauling on your merry way? I oh, don't yeah. know. We've all had the airlines do some wild stuff to us. Like, there's been some times where I'm like, how in the world have I ended up in this situation? But I just, I, I can't go at them on the Twitters because, like, I would like my mileage programs to be successful. And, I, and you know, maybe... Maybe they'll help at some point. I don't. I don't know, but it is. It was fun. I. I, I can't wait for the next saga. I'm sure it'll be within the month. <laughs> this is getting me nervous because I'm flying out for a bachelor party to Vegas on Labor Day weekend. Oh, tough. I, yeah. I, so it's already going to be you know a holiday weekend. So you got to deal with that. But then also I'm going with the airline that you know, <laughs> spirit. There goes spirit. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> so uh all right love that, that mama i'm gonna go with p3 as well start us off there in the lowest one um sticking with the food theme from the last couple of weeks with me i had cowboy caviar last week third this week italian beef italian all beef. right i'm hungry now it's, you get that going on the hoagie you get the peppers you load that up with the peppers dude i mean it's like almost the ratio for peppers to uh, to Italian beef is almost one and the same. Like you hey. may have more peppers in Italian beef, at least for me. Um, but was in Chicago over the weekend, so of course I had many Italian beefs, and they're top of mind for me. And uh, for for my podium, I got to have them on there absolutely uh, with the red hat and the champagne showers going on because they deserve it. I respect that. I respect Especially that. Especially with Honestly, some Portillos. I yeah, I am starving right now too. So I, Ben, that sounds great. Ben, what do you got for us? Uh, going back to Nashville, P three. I um wasn't able to catch any of the support series there, but I had a friend that was there uh, as a fan, and it seemed like the support series uh, for the Nashville weekend was really good. Um, I think the Stadium great. Super Trucks and Trans Am both had pretty entertaining races, and uh, like Trans Am, Connor Zilch or something like that. He Got DQ'd at a qualifying and drove all the way up through the field and won the race. I think the leaders took each other out too. Something like Perfect. that and they swept through. So <laughs> That's good uh, racing. Nash <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know there's some rain on I think Friday and maybe Saturday morning, it looked like. So yes. um they powered through and they had a lot going on there. So you really got your money's worth that weekend. That's good. That is important, honestly. That's what that's what they try to make these street races all about, right? Constant action. If you're there, if you're drinking with your friends you know what i mean you could you can watch motor racing all day long and and you know for the casual fan they don't they don't care what the heck's on track as long as there's loud engines and exciting uh stuff happening they're gonna watch so kudos to nashville um i actually p2 on my list oddly enough um is uh is the nashville finale 
I, I, I think that news was announced uh, late last week, right before the race. Uh, I think it, that is fantastic. Now, a lot of people, like if you dove into the Instagram comments on IndyCar's page about when they when they put up the track map, wow, there are a lot of angry people in the Instagram comments. And and look, their internet is an angry place, right? There are a lot of dumb people. Like I've, what were I've they noticed, pissed off about? I've noticed that there is a, a really a, a concerning amount of um, people who use really not enough of their brain to to communicate on the internet. Um, well, it's it's seven corners, right? So so they're they're concerned about there's no passing zones, there's no uh, this that or whatever. Um, but I and the pit lane definitely looks interesting. I, I will say, but how can you possibly judge that from literally just squiggly lines like you know what oh uh that's gonna suck because we know about racing like i'm sorry you might have watched every indycar race for the last 10 years but if you haven't been as a part of a design team racing on a track driving on a track understanding it at that level like and, and understanding what this takes do you understand how hard it is to like shut down a city for a street race and yeah. like figure out what the best route would be for that because again there's going to be some repaving. So again, people never think about what's. Let me let me go one level deeper on my brain. Let me let me use ten mm, percent more thought. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe it is hard to just do whatever we want in the streets of a major city. It is. And I think for us as a series, we are not Formula One. We cannot go to Las Vegas and spend a billion dollars to design an entire track and modify a city. We're not F1. We never claim to be F1. I, I, I think we have better racing than F1, yes. But we cannot go into a city and be like the Alpha Lords and be like, please redesign your entire infra infrastructure and repave all these roads. And do it just It's not going to work, right? So what we have is an incredible city for a great finale, right? It's going to be cooler. The weather's going to be much nicer. Um, and you can celebrate the champion in a city that does celebrating fantastically. Now, Laguna Seca is a great track. Not for the youth to celebrate. I'm sorry. Like, it's great if you want to drink wine. It's great if you like to play golf. Like, it's great if you like to see mountains and an aquarium. But, like, it's not a celebration city. I'm sorry. It's not at all, like, great track, great racing. But I think this track does have an opportunity to be successful. If you look at it, just because it doesn't have 14 turns doesn't mean the racing is going to be bad. Uh, you just I, I think you have to give it a chance. I, I, you got to give Nashville credit because they're giving us a chance. You know what I mean? Um, and and I, I think we cannot judge anything un until we get there and, and, we, and we see how it plays out. No, 100%. Absolutely. I'm super stoked about it. I mean, yeah, you have to think about like, all the business they're giving up for the uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties and all that stuff that's going on on Broadway for that entire weekend just to We're have racing down Broadway racing series on yeah. that street. Um, I mean, how is cool is that? Yeah, it's a nationally known street. It is, um, it, you know, it puts guitar. Think of the the amount of eyeballs, the amount of people who you can reach um, just with something like that. So I'm with you absolutely. Um, okay, my P two. My P2 goes out to uh, actually a pal of mine, 
uh, Jake Rose. He's a broadcaster in Nashville, and uh, he does a lot of uh, Middle Tennessee State athletics, uh, you know, baseball, basketball, football down there. Uh, but he also uh, was one of the pit reporters over the weekend um, during nice. IndyCar weekend. Uh, so, yeah, he was out there, not on the uh, the IMS radio network, but he was in the in-house track feed um, doing all the work there. And it was his first opportunity, I believe, getting to do it. So shout out to Jake Rose for uh, going and, and hitting some dreams and being a part of the IndyCar weekend in the streets of Nashville. Love it. Love it. Uh, ben, let's hear it. Number two for me, uh, being a fellow Midwesterner to you guys, um, convincing my friends that Culver's is probably a top tier fast food uh, joint, if you uh, guys are ooh. Culver's enjoyers. Huge. Um, so just, you know, there there's a few now in North Carolina. We went go-karting last week, and everybody's like, oh, let's grab some food afterwards. I said Culver's. It never disappoints. It's always good. You go with the custard, butter burger. I've been swapping the crinkle fries for the pretzel bites if you guys have had them whoa uh, no yeah. i have not yeah so you get your pretzel bites get a little thing uh, uh i don't know if it's beer cheese but queso basically oh. with it and um, now i'm hungry again <laughs> yeah so i'm um, convincing my friends to the greater path of fast food that's p2 for me man i, I mean, love that that's kind man. of sacrilege with the crinkle fries man those are so good Ah, uh, I they're not they're probably they my like least favorite fries. fries for curly yeah. fries. And about to say they dropped a new kind of fry, and then he said, "No, no, no." <laughs> I actually, I I put out a. I I don't know if anyone uses the Threads app still. I, apparently, everyone just copies and pastes their tweets to the Threads app because I've noticed that I try to go on there, and it's literally the exact same stuff I see on Twitter. So it's really not a creative app, but. I like to get creative with it. And I put random thoughts on it. I I put a thread out the other day saying. I didn't know Long John Silver still existed, and I've never been there, so that might be on my list of places to try in my life. Some people said yes, some people said stay away, or I would have severe trips to the bathroom. Um, so again, feel free Maybe to let hospital. me know if I should go. Feel free to let me know if I should go Long John Silver's. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say no on the Long John Silver. <laughs> okay. I would I would stick with you. Yeah, no on the Long John Silver's. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're all just drug fronts. That's yeah. It could be money laundering schemes. We don't know. Um, so. <laughs> but also, Na Long John Silver's has sponsored NASCARs before, so I I, I don't want to go too. Uh, if they do feel like partnering with me, I will happily jump on that bandwagon of the uh, of the Long John Fish Express. Sure. So <laughs> I'll eat anything as long as it's a sponsor. Uh, so anyway, that that could be interpreted many different ways. But uh, P one for me. Uh, and this kind of circles back to racing. P1 for me is Andretti Autosport. Uh, Andretti Autosport, Formula E world champions recently. They are winners at Nashville, Tennessee. They're like partially involved now with a NASCAR team. Lots going on there. Uh, more and more chatter of them being involved in Formula One. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff going on there at Andretti Autosport. I think that team, uh, you had many of their cars and affiliate, affiliated cars uh, doing quite well at Nashville. Um, you know, we'll see if they can keep that going, uh, this weekend at the NDGP. Obviously we haven't talked about much about the NDGP, um, but uh, great weekend coming up. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, that's my P1. I, I thought Andretti Autosport as a whole deserved it. Yeah, no doubt. My P1 is not going to circle back to motorsport, uh, but it does circle back to my P3. 
Uh, so my P1 for my weekend goes to uh, the Chicago Cubs organization, actually. Uh, I saw that. They hosted a group of me and 20 people, uh, friends and family up there, kind of sweet, just hooked it up big time. That's where I had the Italian beef in the suite. Um, had booze flowing, had Cubs home runs going. It was a great, great time. Um, so it's been really cool. I mean, I've, I've been a Cubs fan my entire life. I have a tattoo for them, for God's sake. It was my first <laughs> real sports heartbreak was 2003 when I was nine years old. And, uh, you know, they, they were five outs away from the World Series and then everything happened, obviously. So um, the fact that I have the relationship that I have with that organization now, it means a lot to me and is always very surreal. So the fact that we were hosted by them for the weekend and we're able to have a great time with the Italian beefs, uh, big shout out to the Cubs. They are taking the top spot for my weekend podium. Yeah, it looked like a great time. That was uh, that was a full on baseball uh, baseball ext- extravaganza. So that was that's great. Was yes, you're right. Ben, finish us off here strong. Uh, number one for me. We talked about it a little bit last week, but football. I guess you can say is officially back. We had the pre- yeah. Football is back. We had the Hall of Fame game. Um, Joey, I think you were telling people to hit the over, and I, I think it did hit. So congrats to that. So that's also kind of part of my P1. I know you didn't put money on it, but you know, if anybody listened to Joey's I went to, to fade everyone, and I bet the under. Yeah. So that was a that's I for I'm 0 and 1 on the year for football bets. Tough, tough deal. Uh, so I, I I have learned my lesson already early in the season. That's all right. It's still early. Um, we got conference realignment talks with you know college football that's all craziness that's been kind of fun to keep up with so i'm excited i think more preseason games this weekend if i yep. remember it i think the first everybody's uh, official wave starts yep. yeah i think the vikings are playing the seahawks if i remember right or the broncos one and two i think it's on like thursday real, or friday offense realignment's making me sad though man it really is like i know i know pac-12 like, is basically gone and taking the pureness and the joy out of like yeah. college football for me a little bit but i yeah. don't know what you yeah. do Nothing you can do about it. I'm sure 10, 15 years down the road, they're all going to split up again. So it's just going to be one of those waves. But Oh, yeah. You know, we'll see. So I'm football's down. back. Number one for me. Football is definitely back because I'm getting my Yahoo Fantasy Sports emails, uh, getting the getting the leagues back going again, and it feels good. It does feel really good. There it is. <laughs> I agree. Weekend podium. Bada boom. Um, all right. Good deal. Connor, you got a big weekend this weekend, man. Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah, no, big weekend this weekend. We're going NASCAR Xfinity Racing. For those that missed it, uh, missed that announcement. Um, but yeah, can't wait to uh, to to really get into it. I, I go to Charlotte early tomorrow um, to to do a seat fit with the team. I've been communicating with them a little bit, been watching things, studying. Um, AJ Allmendinger, I texted him yesterday. Uh, I said I've been studying his qualifying from last year. He said, oh, well, you can drive my car too if you want. I think that's because he's about to have a child. So I, I, I don't know what's going to go on there. Uh, I'm sure he will be there because if there's an Xfinity race on a road course, as we've seen at Road America, uh, AJ Allmendinger will be there. So uh, can't, rate, can't wait to race against those guys. Uh, AJ, I, I would consider one of my closest friends in the NASCAR realm and just, and just great friend in general. Uh, a lot of folks uh, in that championship. Justin Allgaier is a good friend. Um, people that I've 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 spoken with before, you know, Parker Klingerman is a great friend of mine. Can't wait to go up against those guys and just see what's going on. You know, the Alpha Prime team. Uh, you know, my teammate's going to be Sage Karam, which is going to be great. 
Uh, we we've got a lot of uh, you know great relationship there, so that'll be fun to race with him, and hopefully we can get both of those cars in the top ten. Um, but it's also a track that is my home track, and one day show for us on Saturday, which is kind of crazy. Like we we practice and qualify at like nine forty five in the morning, and then I have to wait through all the whole IndyCar race, and then we race later in the afternoon on USA Network, I believe. If you want to watch, uh, it is on USA Network. Uh, Saturday afternoon, I believe at five, five thirty. Pre race starts at like five, uh, so it'll be a little bit, uh, you know, mid afternoon race, a little maybe a little sunset, sunset soiree. Um, so excited about that. Um, it'll be good, and the IndyCar race is of course going to be good. Uh, I will not be participating in it, but uh, will be great to be out there anyway, and um, and doing my job. I'm going to be hanging out Friday anyway in the IndyCar paddock, just you know, just putting out the vibe, putting out the vibe. Put it out we're, there, man. Yeah, we're put starting to work on things for next year. So there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, so we got to put out the vibe a little bit. Good. Well, I will unfortunately not be able to match the vibe with you. I will be out of town uh, for another wedding. One of my childhood best friends is getting married. So I'm going to be down there rocking a maroon suit, maroon tux. Nice. I'm pretty excited about because, you know, you kind of usually go with the standard uh, black, you know, maybe a navy, uh, but this one is maroon, so it should be fun. There you but go. I will be down there, but I, of course, will be following along. We'll be cheering you on. We'll be watching and keeping up with all the races from uh, the world's greatest race course, of course. So, hope everybody is able to get out there at IMS, man. I mean, this is, um, you know, I know we got IMSA coming up, I believe, in September. Uh, yeah, something like that. Last big okay. at uh, IMS until we we flip over um, until 2024 for sure. So get out there and enjoy it. Uh, cool. Well, you know what time it is. We're finishing the show, folks. So that means it's time to get into the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Yes, indeed. Yes. Before we get there, quick, just quick shout out, Chris Busher. That was a great race between him and Martin Truex Jr. Did want to say that. Uh, I didn't get to see the Xfinity race at all, but great, great finish between Chris Buescher, two races in a row for that team. That's wild. Uh, Got to give a shout out to them because we pay attention to all motorsport here. Yeah, um, yeah. 1950 is the year that we're going with for the uh, random Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver of the week. Uh, wanted to keep the trend in the 50s lately because uh, we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Uh, the 1950 Indianapolis 500 the fourth place finisher, uh, a person named Cecil Green. Cecil Green finished fourth in this Indy 500. Uh, Cecil Green was born in 1919 uh, and died in 1951, so only a year later. Um, Green won 34 midget races between 1948 and 1950 in Oklahoma and Missouri, several more in Texas. Uh, won the 1949 Oklahoma City and Southwest AAA titles. Again, this is all from Wikipedia. Feel free to let us know if we're wrong. Wikipedia is not necessarily the uh, center for uh, truthful information. Um, but Green placed fourth in his very first Indy 500 in 1950. So rookie year, top five right out the gate, uh, and then finished 22nd in the 1951 Indianapolis 500. Obviously... Um, you know, only got two Indy 500s in because he died uh, in 1951. Uh, also, World War II veteran. Um, 
yeah, a lot going on there. It doesn't. Do you see Joey how he died? Was there any? Was there a, an explanation uh, on that? It says Green yes. was killed while attempting to qualify for a sprint car race at Funk Speedway in Winchester, Indiana, on July 29, nineteen fifty-one, a day which became known as Black Sunday. Oh man, brutal, brutal, oh, great day in motorsport history. There, I take it from that title. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, war, war veteran. So again, we appreciate the service to all the veterans out there. Um, yeah, great, great to see a veteran, uh, getting out of the war into the race car. So we, we appreciate those guys. Uh, yeah. So Cecil Green, Cecil Green. You mentioned that he was inducted into the National Midget Auto Racing Hall of Fame in 2003. Yeah. It looks like I did not mention that. Yeah. National Midget Racing Auto, uh, National Midget Auto Racing Hall of Fame. Or Cecil. Rest in peace to Cecil Green. Thank you for your contributions to our country and to motorsport. All right. And the random Indy 500 driver. In our our last segment we do every week. Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, Well, that's our show this week. Thanks again for Kyle Kirkwood, the winner in Nashville, two-time IndyCar winner now for hopping on and joining us. Uh, Don't forget, like we mentioned, Connor racing this weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, the Xfinity Series uh, coming up on the Saturday evening soiree. I like that. Uh, out there on <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, so be tuning in for that. Full weekend of racing, and it's all happening at uh, the the racing capital of the world. So get out there, enjoy it, follow along, tweet at us, interact with us. Be sure to send this to a friend or grow the street to a neighborhood. You know the deal. Thanks so much. And um, all right, until next time, we'll talk to you on Speed Street. The newest episode of Door Bumper Clear is available now on all major podcasting platforms. Make sure to follow the show to get notified as soon as a new episode is released. Big Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.